Hello, listener. I'm Nick Lathan, creator of Riverside Falls. And I'm Peyton Lynch, co-host of Queer Movie Night. We're both very excited about Halloween coming up. Not just the holiday, though, but the new Halloween film coming this October. That's why we've come together like Voltron to host Welcome to Haddonfield, a limited-run Patreon-exclusive podcast focusing on the Halloween film franchise. Planned guests for Welcome to Haddonfield include Rich Camelucci from Podswoggle, as well as Spencer and Johnny from Dilettante Ball. It's an arcade audio lovin' for the Halloween films. If you'd like to check out Welcome to Haddonfield, please subscribe to Arcade Audio's Patreon by going to patreon.com slash arcade audio. The first episode comes out on August 6th. Be there or the boogeyman will get you. The boogeyman will get you. The boogeyman boogeyman will get you. you. The The boogeyman will get you. And my name's Peyton Come on over Cause we're still waiting It's movie night And we're both gay It's hard to find A movie that way Lucky for you We found a few It's queer Movie night Hi It's me Peyton <laughs> And it's me Deborah. And, and welcome Welcome Do we say welcome to Or we're queer movie night I think Let's do Welcome That's Okay fine. And welcome, welcome to, to Queer movie night mm-hmm. This week is my pick. What did you pick? I picked, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I picked GBF. Woo! Yeah. And GBF. Then, yeah, and you, GBF. GBF. Great balls of fire. That's it. We're doing great balls of fire starring Winona Ryder. Giant balls. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> wow. You are a zero. Uh, De- Deborah's a zero on the Kinsey scale, which means she's totally straight and not a lesbian. Remember the bit you all love? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you found a little, um, a little, uh, synopsis, little summary online oh, yes. for the movie. Here it is. <laughs> this is the one from Google. Cause it, 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 it's it was fine. Good. It's fine. Yep. A closeted gay teen wants to join the popular gals click, but his scheme backfires when his best friend is forced out of the closet instead. Whoa. Inciting mm. incident. Peyton question for you. Yes. Why did you choose this movie? Good question. Um, this was one of the first gay movies I like remember coming out after I came out as gay. Um, when did it come out? Uh, not too long, like two thousand fourteen. Fourteen, thirteen, or made in thirteen came out in fourteen. Yeah, it came out like right after I graduated college, um, which college was the first time when I was out and like trying to live my life as a gay person. Um, and I remember it coming out. I'm a huge fan of Jawbreaker, which Darren Stein also, he directed this movie. He also directed Jawbreaker, um, which is like a mix. I feel like a mixture of Mean Girls and uh, Heathers. Um, and I just thought this movie looked like a lot of fun um, before I saw it. And then I saw it and I loved it. It's just, um, it had so many like people that I was into at the time too. Um, like uh, the actress who plays Allison DeLaurentis on Pretty Little Liars. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, there's the the girl who plays Julie on Desperate Housewives. Terry Hatcher's daughter. Terry Hatcher's daughter, yeah. Cool. Uh, there's um, the girl from the Mindy Project, I, but she wasn't, I hadn't seen yeah. the Mindy Project um, yet. But JoJo? JoJo is in it, yeah. In her, in her, I like to refer to it as her like Mandy Moore from Saved Turn, because she's like playing like good. an unlikable <laughs> character. Yeah, not as good. Mandy Moore in Saved is like amazing. Yeah, like, that's, that's how you know she's Oscar worthy actress. Like she's amazing. Damn, in that part. do you watch This Is Us? I do. She's I so cry good on that show. Every uh, every single episode. I know. I know it's cliche to say that, but I do too. It's it's like it's all guaranteed to make me cry. That Grace Anatomy, I cry every episode of Grey's yeah, Anatomy Grace. too. Uh, I actually just went on a on a on a tirade is that the word on the uh-huh. gab to go podcast that yeah. i just guessed it on yeah and because uh, it came it's good it Guys, came up it's it. so good it's our friends podcast it's really good but yeah. they were i kind of went on a rant and i was like uh kate is the worst sibling she sucks and then my yeah. friend uh my best friend laura knight shout out to laura knight she was like you were wrong kevin is the worst sibling that's and that so is true. true. Kevin, Kevin is the is, whiniest bitch you've ever is, met. But I also hate Kate. I think she's such an asshole. I agree. Yeah, I but agree. Kevin, I, I think was, she like, picks fights with her boyfriend for sure. Yeah, and she just oh, I, she just kind of sucks. I like that actress. I like Chrissy Metz. 
Oh, well, you heard that podcast, though, that she was mean. She I said know, chop that's chop. So crazy to me. She said chop chop to like the person but who that was, was helping rumor. carry her luggage. It was the rumor section, right? Fine, yes, but I believe everything I hear. <laughs> <laughs> um, I like. I don't know. I like her. Um, Whatever. Yeah, I do agree that her character should be more full, full, fully fleshed out on that show. I agree. Um, but yeah, I love GBF. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're fine. I love it. Um, I think it's. I think it's so much fun. I think it's. It's, I think it's just as good as like Mean Girls or Easy A. It really is. It's um, so funny. Yeah, it's really funny. It's really fun. Uh, let's get into it. Let's get into it. Yeah. Um, so GBF opens um, where, where we meet Tanner and his best friend Brent. And they're both closeted gay boys at a high school. Um, and Brent has the bright idea. He, he wants to curate his coming out so that it coincides with... Um, the prom and he wants to come out in a way um, so that he can become best friends with one of the most popular girls in school and uh, be her prom date Um, so there there are three cliques at the school Uh, one is run by Allison De Laurentiis' character Her name is, is like Sasha Pietersha. Yes. I think. But we're uh, calling her Allison De Laurentiis because that's who she is. Because we're PLL for life. Yeah. Shout out to Amber Nelson. I know you're watching this. Oh, wait. Also, Fitz is so Listening. hot. He's creepy, this but he's not hot. a TV show. <laughs> <laughs> what were you going to say about Fitz? Um, I think he's super hot, but he is a creep. So um, He's a creep who takes advantage of underage girls. Yeah. Yeah. But the actor's really hot, so there you go. <laughs> but I also love the name um, Ezra. Ezra, yeah, that is a good name. You know so many girls like named their babies Ezra after that show. Straight up, Kayla and I like shortlisted that to if we ever had kids and had a son. Really? Yeah. And I, Are you still going to do it? Maybe. I really like the name Ezra. It is a beautiful name. Uh, so Tanner and Brent, <laughs> Brent's trying to come out. He wants to be best friends with one of the most popular girls in school. Alison De Laurentiis is the basic idea of like the most popular girl in school. She's basically Alison De Laurentiis. Yeah. She's a cheerleader. She has all these friends. She's just like really beautiful and has nice clothes. Then there's Shlee Osgood, which is played by... Uh, Terry Hatcher's daughter. Terry Hatcher's daughter. <laughs> <laughs> the actress's name is... Do, 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 do. Oh, Andrea Bowen. Andrea Bowen. She looks like Diana DeGarmo in her picture on Google. Yeah. Do you see it? Yeah, a little bit. Do yeah. you, you know who Diana DeGarmo is, right? From yeah. American Idol? Yeah, from American Idol, yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> Shalee is a Mormon, uh, but she's a nice Mormon. I guess all Mormons are. I don't know that many Mormons, <laughs> but I guess they're nice. We don't know. But she's best friends with like a really homophobic Mormon named Mackenzie, who's played by Ivana Lynch yeah, from Harry Potter. Luna, Luna Lovegood. Yeah. And it's very, like, it seems like it's a very out-of-character part for her, but I think she had a lot of fun. Yeah. So. And also, I want to say, on her Google picture that comes uh-huh. up, she looks like Amy Poehler. If you guys just search yes, GBF cast, yeah. all of their, like, profile pictures from Google, they yeah. look like these people. It's so funky. Yeah. And, um... And then the third uh, most popular girl in school. Oh, Whoa. I dropped my phone. One second. Oh, my God. Like, I'm so upset. Like, <laughs> apologize. Um, I'd like to take this moment to say I'm sorry to listeners. I'm sorry okay. to Arcade Audio. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry to Nick for hitting the microphone with well, my phone. Well, you just get to the most important one. You? Am I? <laughs> yes! I want to say, first and foremost, I was saving the best for last. I apologize to Deborah for taking up her time. Thank you. Apology not accepted. Let's keep going. <laughs> the third most popular girls in school, girl in school is Caprice Winters, played by Zosha Roquemore, who's on The Mindy Project. Um, and she's done a lot of other great bit parts, too. Um, and she's a drama kid. So she's like a popular drama kid, and she runs the drama department. So he would like to be best friends with one of those girls. Also, the two lead characters, Tanner was on uh, United States of Terra. Oh, I want to plug a show. Oh, yeah. Okay, so the actor who plays Tanner was on a show called Faking It on MTV. Yes. Um, some of you might know what it is because it was like a pretty gay show uh, starring Katie Stevens, who was on American Idol, who 
Also, now stars in a show called The Bold Type on Freeform that Kayla and I love so much, and I'm going to plug it hard right now. I think we're the only ones watching it and keeping it on air, and we fear it's going to get canceled. So watch it. Because it's a great show for women. It's about women working in New York City at a fashion magazine. Sounds not interesting or original at all when I just pitch it that way. But it's so good. I do want to see it. It's so good. It's like one of those shows where it feels like it was written last night. It's so current. And they're really good at like talking about current things that are going on in in society but they don't do it in a really like in an on the nose corny way it's written so well also Melora Hardin who plays Jan from The Office is their boss and she's super supportive and like this awesome feminist and one of the main girls is in a lesbian relationship and they're both women of color we love it there's so many reasons to watch the show please watch it on Freeform it's really good get to um (laughs) So he's from that show. <laughs> and then the kid who pray, plays Brent Paul Iacono was mm-hmm. also on an MTV show called Hard Times of RJ Burger, which I didn't watch, but I think it was about a kid who had a huge dick. <laughs> so there's that. Um, so I'm surprised you didn't watch it. So glad we didn't watch it. Um, so Brent is trying to come out in a big way. He, he goes home with his friend Tanner, um, and we meet his mom, who is played by Megan Mullally. Oh, in a very fun role. She she's is like so funny. <laughs> she's like the most supportive mom ever. But she doesn't know she. He hasn't told her that he's gay yet, even though she knows. They go to hang up upstairs, hang out upstairs, and she comes in while they're playing music, and she's like, she's dancing around. She's like, <laughs> man, I really feel like I could have a popper right now. Who's anybody interested in a popper? Anybody got poppers? I'm like, what? <laughs> How did we She's get so here? Funny. Like, what did she search to fu- to find out poppers? And she doesn't... I don't know if she knows what poppers are. She can't know. I don't know. She can't know what that is. But she's are. so good. I know we're, like, plugging a bunch of stuff, but y'all should listen to her band called Nancy and Beth. I've heard they're really good. Kayla and I saw them live here in Chicago, and they were so good, and she's such a good singer. And the music, they write it all themselves, and it's genuinely such good music. Uh, I'm going to look them up. Yeah. I'm going to look them up for sure. Um, so uh, at that point, Brent decides to find out if there's any other gay kids in the high school. And he downloads Guidar, but on Tanner's phone. Uh, uh, and Tanner is, oh, I should have brought this up earlier, but Tanner's not, not your typical gay kid. <laughs> oh, yeah. He likes he's a, he's a comic book nerd. <laughs> Although we don't see like any comic book, like he doesn't wear comic book t-shirts. He's not, he doesn't have any comic book memorabilia in his house. Like the one reference he makes to comic books is Lex Luthor and Superman, which is like the most basic reference you can make. <laughs> Everybody knows who Lex Luthor and Superman are. Uh, so I call bullshit. Hey. Um, but he's cute. I, the thing, the other thing I like about this movie is that one, all the guy, all the actors who play gay characters identify as queer in real life. Very good. Two, the none of the um, gay characters to me seem like they felt the need to like act straight in the movie. Like uh, uh, the lead character Tanner, I feel like he has like a very uh, like light Michael J. Willett. He has like a very light speaking voice i feel like it's probably his real voice but just like i commend casting for just going for authenticity and like it's nice hiring yeah queer Queer identifying actors actors. yeah do it more oh maybe i'll I'll address this to the same producers that were definitely listening to our last episode (laughs) i want you to take your fingers and put it around that pen and what you're gonna do is you're gonna cast more Gay people in in your Hollywood blockbuster movies. (laughs) Transformers. Shall it star Mark Wahlberg? No. (laughs) It's going to star Holland Taylor. (laughs) (laughs) I love Holland Taylor. I I would see Transformers where she was the lead for sure. (laughs) Holland Taylor and Sarah Paulson in the movie together. Uh, You know every lesbian in this country would go. Well, no, Transformers would be... That's like a, a widely mass produced to the world. You know what? Never. Yeah. No, it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. And he is like a skinny twink, so I don't identify with that. But <laughs> I do identify with his voice being high for sure. Uh, so he makes Tanner make a Guidar profile. Then we cut to JoJo's crowning glory, her part. She is in the GSA at school. 
and they have no gay members on the GSA, the Gay Straight Alliance. Natasha Leone, st- lovely... In a new type of role. In a new type of role. <laughs> As she plays the teacher and the, um, the, the group leader of the GSA. Um, she informs JoJo's character... What's her name? JoJo's character? Yeah. Soledad. Soledad. She informs her that they cannot... They can no longer meet as the GSA until they get more gay members. Until they get any gay members in the group. So, Allison DeLaurentis' character meets up with Soledad. She's like, I heard you're looking for gays. Here's how you do it. Download this app. Guide her onto your phone. Check the vicinity. You will be able to find them. So, cut to the next day in school. Tanner still has the app on his phone. Soledad is setting it up. She is talking about it in the bathroom. We meet uh, Tanner and Brent's other friend. Her name is Sophie. Yes. And they have one other friend, a guy uh, named... His character name's not coming up for this. Glenn. Glenn, that's right. Yeah, and he's their Asian friend who's straight, but everyone thinks is gay. So Sophie overhears the plan to out a gay kid at the school, and she knows that Tanner has the app on her phone. So she's trying to get to Tanner to tell him what's going on. Tanner's phone is confiscated by his teacher, so he doesn't have his phone. Then his friend Brent is is who she reaches out to, and Brent finds out. So they're all running to find Tanner. Tanner's like, I don't have the phone. They tell him what's going on. They run into each other. Finally, Soledad basically outs him to the whole school. It's terrible. It's really bad. The scene is very, it's, uh, it's moving very quickly. You're doing a great job of saying how it goes because it moves so fast. Yeah. Um, and then it's really terrible. She literally, Jojo, no, 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 no. No, no, no. Jojo, no, no. not an ally. Uh, no, get out yeah. right now. <laughs> Leave. <laughs> Leave. <laughs> she outs him, and it's not cool. It's and then not he, cool. and then what? He, it's like the camera, like it's, does a close up like, on him. Yeah, and he's like, yeah, I, I, I guess gay. I'm gay. I, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and like everyone's like, whoa, he doesn't look gay. Yeah, he, that, I heard that guy likes comic books. <laughs> How could he be gay? Gay. <laughs> So this is really upsetting for Tanner. Um, he goes and visits Brent's house afterwards, and he's so upset with Brent. He's like, why didn't you come out as well? Like, this was your thing. You wanted to come out. And then he's so upset that when uh, Megan Mullally. M- Megan Mullally comes to the door, Brent's mom comes to the door, he outs Brent to her. Which is bad. It's bad. And it's it's bad. very, yeah, it's bad. And he does feel bad about it. Um, it's, it's like, I mean, he's a teenager. He's going to act out because like something very hurtful happened to him, but it still doesn't make it right. Mm-hmm. So then, um, Brent, Brent basically takes control of the friend group and all of the friends basically give Tanner the cold shoulder, which is like, I feel like they would have been more understanding. Like, I feel like his friends would have been like, Brent shouldn't have done that. Like you shouldn't have outed him, but like they easily side with, yeah, they easily side with Brent without hearing Tanner's side of the story at all. I just don't think it's right. I don't think it's right. Okay. So he's cold shouldered by his friends. The lead. (laughs) (laughs) There's a new uh, sandwich at Starbucks called the smoke shoulder. Every time someone orders it, I'm like, so then uh the lead the football player who's uh faucet that's allison de Laurentiis character oh yeah her, her name is faucet her name is faucet <laughs> I guess we could have said that. We're just yeah, calling her Allison. We were just calling her Allison De Laurentiis. So Fawcett's ex-boyfriend, the football player, starts bullying Tanner, and she comes to his defense. So Tanner sort of falls in with the with the popular girls because they want to have a GBF. Because the magazine says it's the new cool accessory. Yes, yes. That's what this forgot. whole movie's based on. The whole on. thing is like... They found an article in a magazine. It was like, the new best accessory is a GBF. Every girl must have one. So now the trifecta of popular girls want to find the GBF. Want to find the GBF. And they found one in Tanner. But Tanner's not your average guy. He's not your average guy. Because he likes comic books. He likes comic books. But I do think they do a good job. I sort of hate that trope of, like, not your average gay. But I feel like they do do a good job of, like, 
within the course of the movie, Tanner, like, finding parts of, like, the queer community that he's into and, like, falling into it. Mm -hmm. Which I think is, like, I definitely started off as one of those people who's like, oh, I'm not like other gays. I don't, like, like to go out and do this and do this and do this. But, like, as I got to know more people in the queer community, I think I became more comfortable with, like, being myself and, like, finding stuff that I like. So I think that's accurate. I think they do a pretty good job with that. Um, This movie was written by a gay person, so I think that's handled pretty well. (laughs) Just clapping, grabbing a drink of water. Clapping my water. Clap, I'm clapping clapping my my water. water. My ass clapping on my water right now. (laughs) Clap, clap, clap. No. (laughs) (laughs) So Tanner gets together with the three girls. They're all like, so what's it like being gay? He's like, um, I don't know. (laughs) <laughs> they're like he's like I like comics and they're like oh like Kathy Griffin and he's like yeah. no comics. that's the books. first one they think of <laughs> well cause Kathy Griffin is such like a queer icon true yeah I like problematic she's okay well she has her problems but for yeah. the most part I, I kinda I like Kathy Griffin yeah I like her too um basically Tanner's not gay enough so they have to give him a makeover Makeover time! They give him a makeover. There's a sequence where we get to see a beautiful straight boy and lots of... Or beautiful straight boy. Beautiful <laughs> skinny boy and lots of great clothes. Um, and then uh, they do the unveiling, which is basically like the moment in Mean Girls where the four girls walk down the hallway. Yeah, it's crazy. It's in slow motion. He looks so it's cute, in slow though. motion. He looks so good. Like, honestly, glow up for sure. <laughs> Um, and and he did the unthinkable. He brought the trifecta together because they all famously hate each other. But now they're all pretending to be friends because they want to have that GBF. So now all four of them are their own friend group. Yeah. They're powerful. They're powerful. Nothing's going to bring them down. Do you think words could? Maybe. <laughs> words can bring me down. No, 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 no. So the three girls are trying to get close to Tanner because they all want to be prom queen. And the first uh, sort of inkling that we get that they're trying to do this is that they're trying to come up with different ways to one-up each other. So uh, Fawcett tries to do this by spending more time alone with Tanner. And we do get to see Tanner get closer with Fawcett because she reveals that she's not just a pretty oh my face. God, she's smart. She's smart. She's shocker. She's actually, she can actually help him with his chemistry homework. Yeah. Because she opens up her bathroom door and she has a bunch of beakers and stuff. Yeah. She makes her own hair products, which she is, does. she does have gorgeous hair. She does. Yeah. Um, and we find out that like, she actually has a hard time being popular because her boyfriend broke up with her because he, he wanted, or she broke up with her boyfriend, she says, because he wanted to date everybody on the cheerleading squad and not just her. And now I feel so bad for her. She's easily the person who suffers the most in this movie. <laughs> but they do, like, actually become friends. So that's nice. Then, uh, Sh- what's her name again? <laughs> Caprice. Caprice Winters tries to, um, get close with him by hooking him up with a guy, a date for prom, which is like this tall British guy who's in college. He looks just like Ethan from Lizzie McGuire, which if that's what you're into. Okay. Oh, interesting. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, and I don't, he's like, he's cute, but like, not like amazing. They all love but his lips. Also like, yeah, they all love his lips. They're like, he's got some high speed DSLs. For those straight listeners at home, well, I guess straight people say DSL, right? I just think of the modem, like the cable or the internet. You know what it stands for, though, right? No. It's dick-sucking lips. Oh, it is? Yeah. Oh, I love that. Oh, oh I love that. That's oh, so fun. Oh, DSL. Ugh. Um, duty <laughs> singing lit. Li- uh. Anyway, she hooks up <laughs> with this guy for prom. Um... And then Schley just tries to, like, spend more time with him. And she, like, wants to get his opinion because she thinks that she and her boyfriend, Topher. Topher, who looks like exactly He looks like, just like Ben Affleck. Yeah, so we're going to call baby. him as Ben Affleck. We're going to call him Ben Affleck. 
Topher Ben Affleck is her Mormon boyfriend and they're having trouble. So Schley corners Tanner in a bathroom. Tanner's like trying to pee and she's like, hi, we're going to have girl talk. <laughs> and she's like, um, so how do you do uh, BJ's, HJ's, RJ's? And he's like, I don't even know what an RJ is. And she's like, oh, I thought you would know. Um, I didn't, I, I think that she's talking about rim jobs. Yeah. Yeah. Or she could be talking about the most famous bar in my hometown, Green, Ohio, called RJ's Sports Pub. You know Girl. what? I think that you're, <laughs> I think she could I be talking about RJ's. Right. I think that you're right. Cheap drinks, uh, wings, and uh, the best people. The best people <laughs> um, at RJ's. Um, I'm lying. Then we, f- then we find out that um, uh, Toph Ben Affleck drives... Uh, Tanner home and we find out that Toph is actually a closet closeted gay and he like tries to hook up with yeah Tanner. he wants Tanner to touch his dingy dong yeah he's like he's like he this kind of assaults to you Tanner. he basically assaults Tanner because he's like he's like um I saw you checking me out and Tanner's like oh my god I'm so sorry and he's like no 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 it's fine like what's your uh, favorite uh thing about me and Tanner's like um uh, aren't you like a Mormon? And he's like, listen, I need to get this out of my system before I go on my mission. And then he puts Tanner's hand on his crotch and he's like, does this feel gay to you or straight to you? <laughs> um, and Tanner like has to run out of his car. Uh, and it's traumatizing, but also like <sighs> closeted Mormons be closeted. Oh <laughs> yeah. It's sad. Yeah. Let's not make that a hashtag or let's anything. not. No, <laughs> let's, let's just help them, you know? Yeah. Help help a neighborhood Mormon today, please. <laughs> uh, so after that, we uh, go to a party, I guess. Yeah, yeah I think it goes yeah, to the party, the party. Where Caprice is going to introduce Tanner to his date. Tanner gets so he drinks like drunk. something that's they're still, drinking like, four, four logos. Yeah, or depending on who you ask, blasts. Do you remember blasts? No, I don't remember blasts. <laughs> it's, it's so intense. Blasts. It was it's it was Snoop Dogg's version of Four Loco. It was his own drink, wow. and I used to drink the grape one back in the day. It was horrible, <sighs> horrible for us. So, um, anything else about that you want to know? Not really. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, keep going, ass. <laughs> <laughs> so Tanner gets drunk for the first time, and he basically embarrasses himself. Uh, he like throws up. Meanwhile, while that's happening, there's another, like, sort of problematic part where Schley corners Glenn into, Glenn, Tanner's friend, into a bedroom and is like, hey, you're gay, right? You can teach me about sex. And she, like, starts trying to have sex with him. And at first he's like, whoa, you're drunk. We shouldn't be doing this. But then he, like, sort of gets into it. And it's kind of a gray area because, like, she kind of forces it. But she's drunk. I don't know. And he says no, but she's like, it doesn't matter, you're gay. Yeah. And he's like, oh, yeah. okay. And she, like, ties him down with her pearls. It's, like, a very... Yeah. Would she's be hot. Sex- Basically, Mormons are sexually repressed. They need your help. They need it. I The thought of being tied up with a string of pearls honestly sounds so exciting. <laughs> so, <laughs> but Kayla, I, take I... notes. Ooh! <laughs> oh, my gosh! If, if you're not... It's if you never heard our podcast before, Kayla is Deborah's fiancé. Oh, yeah. And... <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, that's her, all right. There, yeah, I bagged someone. <laughs> <laughs> and I have not. So if, if you know any single adult men, send them my way. Tell them to send their resume to queermovienight at gmail.com. And headshot. You literally forgot the most important part. And headshot. <laughs> Because Please. we judge that. That's so bad. Um, so that happens. And sort of uh, Tanner's potential prom date is turned off by his drunkenness. We cut to uh, Brent, who's at home with his mom. And Megan Mullally's like trying to make things good. She's like, I'm sorry you didn't get to come out the way that you wanted to. We didn't get to have our lifetime movie moment. She rents like these gay movies. And they start to watch Brokeback Mountain. And they start to watch Brokeback Mountain, which oh, I've so never seen. Funny. She's so funny. She's so she fun. starts commentating the, the love scene in the movie. Yeah, and the she's sex like, scene. I can really tell they really care about each other. <laughs> <laughs> it's so it's just funny. <laughs> oh guy. I need to watch that movie though for sure. It is surprising that you haven't seen it. I know. Because it's like classically what people would say is the yeah. best gay movie because of its well, Oscars. Yeah. Well I I, I like I saw I've seen parts of it on TV 
And then I like spoiled the ending for myself. Like I saw what happened at the end online and I was like, oh, that's going to make me sad. So I like haven't watched it. Yeah, it's pretty sad. But but I, I need to watch it. We probably should tackle it on here at some point. I have it on DVD. Me too, actually. But Deborah's video discs. Deborah's video discs. <laughs> Go ahead and pick up I'm a rental of Deborah's video discs. <laughs> um, and so Brent gets embarrassed by his mom comment- commentating the movie, and he makes his way to Tanner's house, and they actually run into each other. And there's, I, I really like the friendship in this movie. I feel like it's it's rare that we see two queer characters who are friends in a movie. It's usually always like a romantic type of storyline. Um, so it's nice that the movie focuses on a friendship instead of a relationship or a romantic relationship. Um, and they, you can tell that they miss each other. There's been times when they're trying to text to each other, but decided not to send the text. And now that they're both uh, drunk and like their filters are off, they're like, Hey, like I miss you. And like, talking about stuff and like Brent's like I'm sort of jealous of about like what you have going on like everybody wants a GBF and Tanner's like well what do you want and he's like I I guess I sort of just want like a BF and he's like do you mean best friend or boyfriend and then they actually kiss each other they kiss yeah it's It's really surprising it's a really surprising twist I do have a thought specifically about this kiss yeah Tanner gulps while they're kissing and it really bothered me because <laughs> I can see his Adam's notice. I did it was the first thing I noticed yeah. when they're kissing he gulps and you can see his Adam's apple go up and down and I was like that's so odd to, is that odd to gulp while you kiss it feels like you're probably, not in it probably his throat got dry like I'm thinking I'm just thinking about doing that and it sounds like it would take me out of the moment um listeners if you gulp when you kiss please let us know we want to know it's so funky then what happens? It's the morning after. after yeah, so case. they fade out. It's the morning after. They didn't hook up, which I'm glad that that didn't happen. Yeah. Um, and uh, we hear Tanner's mom coming up the stairs. It's his, I think it's his stepmom. Stepmom, they never Rebecca really Gayhart. Say. But yeah, Rebecca Gayhart, who was the lead character in uh, Jawbreaker, fun fact. Yeah. So I think she's like friends with Darren Stein. So um, she's coming up the stairs. Um, and Tanner's like, you have to get out of here. He like pushes, he pushes Brent into the closet. She comes in and says hello. And then he makes Brent jump out of the window, which at first I'm like, oh, it's like on the first floor. No, no he lives on it the is second not a ranch story house. of his house. He jumps into a trash can and it honestly looks so, so painful. painful. So that happens. Then we get to the bulk of the conflict, which is Tanner goes to school and tries to buy prom tickets with Caprice for his, he and his date. Caprice is like, listen, Christian, which is the guy she was trying to hook him up with, he is still willing to go to the dance with you, even though you embarrassed him. Just like, don't drink. So he goes to buy prom tickets for he and his date. And Mackenzie, Avana Lynch, Schlee's friend, is like, I'm sorry, but we're only selling tickets to traditional couples. That means one girl and one boy. And so, he, so um, Solidag comes out of nowhere and she's like, that's not okay. The GSA will back you up if you need to uh, basically fight against this. So then all of the girls are like, mm, that really sucks, but like we can't do anything about it. So Tanner's like, okay, it's not okay that you're, you want to be my best friend when it benefits you, but not when you're going to help me when you need, when I need help. So that's when Tanner's sort of coming into his own and being like, I need to take a stand on this. So Tanner joins the GSA and he's basically asking for help with this problem. And that's when Fawcett, Allison DeLaurenta steps up and she's like, I'm going to help you out. If you keep it on this one, we'll say, got a lock it in my pocket, taking this one to the grave. Basically, PLL starts. <laughs> Sorry. Um, and then we get like a really funny bit with Natasha Leone where she talks about, she's like, you guys are like treating him like a prize to be won. He's a person like you can't be doing this. And then she, she talks about how she had a GBF and then she pulls out like a... <laughs> picture of her cat and she's like 
here's my cat, Anderson Cooper. (laughs) She's so crazy. But she talks about her um, friend, and she makes it sound like he died, like he passed away. And then Alison DeLorent, they're all like, wait, what happened? And then Alison DeLorent, this character, is like, obviously he died of the HIV. (laughs) So bad. It's so bad, but it's funny. (laughs) Made me laugh. (laughs) Yeah. It's, like, inappropriate. But she's like, no, 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 he didn't die. He ran off to L.A. with a leather queen. (laughs) Um, So we get that moment. And basically what that accumulates in is that Fawcett's like, listen, I'm going to have my own prom, and we're going to invite, it's going to be a gay-friendly prom, and it's going to be better, more popular than the real prom. So then there's two proms. So then there's two proms. So we cut to, they have two prom tables, and then... The fact is, is that Fawcett's, like, still popular, and she's like, I'm sorry, no losers at gay prom. And so Tanner's like, fuck, that's not what I want. So then he gets into an argument. He's like, listen, Fawcett, I was going to stand by you, but you're just using me to become prom queen for the prom. And she's like, it did start off like that. And she has this, like, really, like, emotional monologue where she's like, listen... First of all, I thought I needed you to win because nobody likes me at this school. And my boyfriend, he actually broke up with me. And, like, I'm really insecure. But I think that we're actually really friends. Like, it's her, like, you can tell that this is, like, the monologue she had to do when she auditioned for the movie. Oh, yeah. And her head is, okay, it's tilted. She always did that on PLL and it always drove me nuts. And she's, like, on the brink. Like, she's not going to let herself cry, but she's, like getting yeah, emotional she's doing that weird head tilt thing completely to the side i hate it yeah but she wins tanner over and he's like listen we are friends but if we're gonna do this if i'm gonna help you be prom queen then you have to let everybody come to your prom and she's like okay it's okay. fine um but meanwhile brent is upset because he thought that Tanner was going to ask him to be his date. it's so sad. It's so sad. He gets so excited, and he's like, so um, I hear we might be going together, and Tanner's like, oh, no. I'm going with DSL. (laughs) Yeah, he says I'm going with DSL. No, he's like, no, Caprice already set me up with somebody, so Brent gets, like, really upset and jealous, and Caprice is upset because Tanner has sided with faucet on this prom thing and caprice was like i thought you were gonna help me be prom queen because i got you a date so caprice and brent hook up together not hook up in a sexual way but they they become accomplices and they're like fine we're gonna be king and queen at the traditional prom so they get together with Mackenzie, and they're like we're gonna help you turn this we're gonna help you destroy the gay prom it's a lot of layers because Brent is closeted as well. Right. This so, is a really complex story. This is a really complex story. <laughs> then they put up a bunch of posters all over the walls that like kind of mirror the the posters of like Westboro Baptist Church. Yeah, they put up all these like anti-gay prom posters, like ones like Judas went to gay prom. <laughs> uh, another one is like no tuxes not tucking. It's like really weird. <laughs> It's weird. And, and then enters... Silk, silk, not sodomy. Oh, right, right. Yeah. They and put then, up um, all these hateful, uh, these hateful posters. But then their prom gets shut down because the principal's like, hey, you can't do that. Played famous, famously by Horatio Sands. Yeah. There's so many good people in this movie. I like this moment in the movie because I feel like when bad stuff happens in movies, like things that shouldn't be looked over yeah like they are yeah. like people don't don't get in trouble for things yeah. in movies but There's this no one they were like this one there is horatio and natasha were like y'all this is actually bad we can't let this happen yeah uh, that's exactly how they say it too <laughs> it's like, like a really hey. bad aziz i'm sorry impression <laughs> like a really bad one. Oh yeah 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 um so they cancel the traditional prom shut darn so now the gay prom is the only prom happening so Caprice, Mackenzie, Topher, because Schlee broke up with him because he was being so mean. Ben Affleck. What ben a dick. Affleck. A dick in GBF and a dick in real life. <laughs> Try to exactly. be different, Ben. Yeah. And then he tries to hook up with Brent, but Brent's like, I'm not getting Tanner sloppy seconds. Yeah. It'd be so hard, though. It'd if you were so in high school yeah. and the, like, the quote-unquote hot jock hot. Yeah. is, like, coming on to you, it'd be hard to say it no. It'd be hard to say no. Congratulations to all the gays in this movie that say no and like have restraint 
and stand up against hatred. Yeah, bet your ass I would have gone through with it. Me too. <laughs> I was lonely. I'm, I was lonely. Um, uh, we're getting close to the end. <laughs> so they decide to protest the gay prom. So they go to the prom. Caprice and Brent show up and they go inside the prom. They have this whole plot that they're going to pull a carry, basically, and dump a glitter bomb on uh, Tanner when he wins Prom King, which is like, who cares? It's not pig's blood, but like... They make it sound like it's going to be this huge thing and it's just glitter. It's just And it's glitter. big pieces. It's not like it's little pieces yeah. that are going to get stuck on yeah. you for 10 years. But it's they're like, like we're going really? to embarrass him. Yeah. Um, um, I know for a fact Peyton would love being glitter bombed like that. <laughs> it actually would be annoying to like have to wash it off, but... Yeah, that's not annoying. So, not. was I wrong? Am I wrong? Yeah, you're wrong. Fuck. Okay, then glitter bomb me. I'll take it. <laughs> You'll take the bullet for me. I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll take the glitter bomb. <laughs> Stop making stuff sexual. <laughs> glitter bomb's the new gushing of this no. episode. Glitter bomb. So, Shlee shows up with Glenn. She's like... Glenn's finally going to tell her that he's straight, I guess. Um, Tanner shows up with Christian, and then Christian turns out to be a jerk because he, like, tries to, like, he's like, let's get away, and let's... Let, I, I want to use my DSLs. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, I know a place we can go where nobody else is there, and Tanner's like, um, no thanks. I need to stay here for, uh, for Fawcett. So he and Fawcett win prom king queen, um, and before in the movie, when they had, uh, when Brent and Tanner had their moment, uh, Brent was like, just promise me one thing. If you win prom King, take your Lindsay Lohan moment and make a speech, tell the school what you learned this year. So Tanner wins. He gets his Lindsay Lohan moment. They're about to dump the glitter bomb on him. And Brent's like, wait, I need to see this. Yeah. And then Tanner, Tanner gives such a lovely speech. He's like, I guess, thank you for having this, but I, I don't really want to be a GBF. I just want to be a BF. I just want to, I don't want to go to a gay prom. I just want to go to a prom. I don't want to get gay married. I just want to be married. He, it's the sweet statement about like, there, there's nothing, it's not inherently special to be gay. You're just a person like everybody else, which is nice. I think it's a very good message for teenagers. That That's another thing I want to talk about, but like, this movie is obviously geared towards young people. Um, and, like, it's upsetting that the movie was rated R. There's no bad words. It's nuts. There's literally no... They, say they never fuck, say like, the F word. May, not, maybe once? They don't they... say it at all. I, there's a quote from Darren Stein, who directed the movie. He was like, there's no F-bombs, no, no overly sexual things. There's no nudity in the movie. There's no violence. But they rated it R. And he's like, I guess they rated it R for, like, boys kissing because, That's like, really, so annoying. That's really, really messed up. And he was like, I hope that, like, someday we can have a movie for young queer audiences where they can just enjoy something and not have it labeled as, like, inappropriate content. So that's really annoying. I feel like this movie would have been more well-known had it been PG-13. It would have, like, had a bigger release. Um, but anyway, he makes a speech. It's his Lindsay Lohan moment. Brent is like, oh, I can't prank him now. But uh, unfortunately, Caprice, like, accidentally drops the rope for the bucket and it falls. So <laughs> Brent runs in and basically takes the bullet for uh, Tanner. And then they have this moment where they make up. They're, like, dancing together. And they're like, hey, are we a thing? And then it's sort of like well, we're really good friends and we don't want to mess that up. So I kind of like that it ends on that. Me too. Yeah. I think it's realistic and they're thinking yeah. about their friendship. They want yeah. to stay friends for a long time. And they're like, let's be real. When we go to college, we're going to cheat on each other. Yeah. This is going to fizzle out and then we're going to never be friends again. Yeah. I think it was a very mature yeah. way for them to conclude their relationship and how they should yeah. pursue anything yeah. else or not pursue anything else. So like they end up making up. That's that's like the main crux of the movie. They wrap up all the storylines in sort of like a old high school movie kind of way where it's like you check in on each of the characters and see where they end up. Um, and all of the Mean Girls sort of come together and become friends kind of like at the end of Mean Girls. So that's nice. And that's basically the movie. It was good. It's good. I love that movie. I think it's so much fun. I think... 
There's a lot of positive things that come from it. Oh, and Tanner comes out to his parents before the end, too. Oh, I yeah. I forgot to say That's that. That's right. Um, Tanner does get to come out to his While parents. While wearing the most comfortable-looking sweatpants. <laughs> his sweatpants are so attractive in that scene. And his parents are not surprised at all. They're like, yeah, we knew the whole time. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of like a fun comedic part. And his parents are like, they remind me of the parents from Heather's, which are, they're just like overly sexual. Like you can tell these parents are having sex every time they get the chance. Um, but yeah, I think overall it's a really... <laughs> Peyton loves that. Peyton loves parents love in movies that look like they get they have sex every chance that they get. I mean, my parents were divorced and I feel like they only had sex to procreate, but... <laughs> Maybe that's why you love that's it. That's why I love it. I love to see horny You've parents. got a lack of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I really like this movie. Um, I, I just love... the. I, just, I think it's fun. I think... It's the caricatures are are played in a way that like they're layered and you find out that they're actual people. Um, I will say one thing that I that makes me uncomfortable at this movie is uh, one of the minor characters, which we didn't uh, bring up in the synopsis. Uh, Soledad's friend Viola, who's part of the GSA, and early on in the movie, she's like, we could say that she's uh, gay. And then she's like, no, I'm not gay. I'm strictly dickly. I'm strictly dickly. And then later on in the movie, it's sort of inferred that she's closeted. Um, she, like, smells Fawcett's hair or something. And I, I just, I hate, like, the trope of, like, a like a creepy lesbian character, like, coming on to Really? Because I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Or um, maybe so, I'm not. Yeah. It's so truly that, just my go-to improv yeah. character, so. <laughs> I think, you know, when other people do it, it's bad, but when you do it, it's good. Thank you, Peyton. <laughs> people seem to like but it. But I think, I don't, yeah, I think that kind of made me uncomfortable. I feel like they should have delved into that a little bit more if they were going to make that a thing in the movie. But that's my only thing. That's I really it. like this movie. What did you think? Uh, everything you just said. Yeah. That it was a it was a great, positive movie. Yeah. It wasn't like, um, it wasn't washed with this like color of dread. Yeah. Of like, it wasn't oh, like, they're... isn't this funny that they're gay? It was like, no. It, all the other people were made fun It was of literally more. Mean Girls for gay kids. Yeah. Yeah. It's it was great. Amazing. I love it. Um, so let's uh, ch- check the Vita Russo test, which is a test. Um, basically uh, talking about the representation of gay characters in film. Um, there, you have to pass three different rules. One is that the movie must have uh, characters that identify as LGBTQ. That, uh, this one obviously passes. The second is that um, the characters have to have other defining characteristics besides their sexuality. Mm-hmm. I, what do you think about this movie? I don't know. No, I think it's all pretty much based on their sexuality. Yeah, yeah. The only thing we know about Tanner is that he's not like other gays, and he likes comic books, and that's not a personality. Right. Um, the, the last one is that the character must be tied into the plot in such a way that their removal would have a significant effect. Yeah, which and obviously you can't remove a thousand yeah. percent true. Yeah. So I don't think it passes number two. I don't think it completely passes the Vitorosa test. But I think it's still fun. I think it's still a good movie. Peyton, question. What would you rate it on the Kinsey scale? The Kinsey scale. Very good question. The Kinsey scale, based on Dr. Kinsey's test uh, determining sexuality in human beings, zero being completely heterosexual and six being completely homosexual, uh, here at the at Queer Movie Nightly, we, we like to say the gayer the movie, the better it is. What I would give think? this movie... I would, I would give this movie a... F- I've, is a five being too nice? I feel like I'm being... No. No. I would give it a five. I mean, it's only that one thing that makes me uncomfortable. Yes, the characters are caricature but I think in a way where it's layered and, and you see them developing. I mean, they are kids, so they're still learning who they are. I was um, going to say six. Six? Really? It's really gay. Yeah. It's, it is really gay. <laughs> but <laughs> we're not just basing it on how gay it is. We're all, also basing it on how good it is. Okay. Oh, well, yeah, I guess I forgot that. Yeah. Our own rating system. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'll go with five. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think the portrayal... <laughs> we can disagree, <laughs> but I think the portrayal of gay people is pretty good, um, but it could be slightly better if they were more fleshed out. So, let's say five. 
Cool. On both. Whatever. Hey, if you guys like us, you can follow us on many different social media accounts. We are on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook under at Queer Movie Night. If you want to follow just me and Peyton, my Instagram handle is Deborah D. Bag. Hungry for those followers. Like we said, ever <laughs> since the first episode, we went off private. And I'm uh, at Deborah Duncan on Twitter. And Peyton is. I'm Peyton Cody Lynch on Twitter and Instagram. And um, yeah, follow me. Rate and subscribe the show. Let us give, leave us a review. Send us an email. Let us know what you think. If we can do anything differently, um, and and let's go on to our dreamboat promo. We are promoting the hell out of the show, people, because we want people there. Um, depend how long our run ends up being is dependent on how these first uh, few shows go for so dreamboat. Build those so seats, baby. Sorry. All right. If you were listening to this episode on the day of release, which is August 22nd, 2018, and you find yourself in the Chicago area, head on over to I.O. Chicago and see Peyton and I perform with Dreamboat tomorrow night at 10. Dreamboat is an improv team consisting of entirely LGBTQ plus members put together by Deborah and our good friend Rachel Smith. Dreamboat will be performing every Thursday through September and featuring a very special solo act. Tomorrow, we have the pleasure of welcoming drag performer Dairy Queen. And on August 30th, Deborah will be playing music with her freaking fiance, <laughs> Kayla, under the banner of their music duo, The Cues. Two days before we get married! That's crazy. <laughs> Most importantly, tomorrow is my birthday, so come see us perform and then buy me a drink. Yes. You know what's funny? I bet Kayla is listening to that promo just now, and she's like, oh, God. Uh, Am I sure I want to do this? <laughs> I couldn't be more obnoxious about the way... <laughs> That I'm trying to get people to come to this special it's marriage cute. dreamboat show. Hey, question. Uh, what are what? we choosing for our next movie? Um, that's a good question because I think you're the one choosing. <gasps> um, and okay. you should tell us what it is. And the answer is... This is a drum roll that you can't hear. Maybe. On my fat thighs. On my fat thighs. Battle of the Sexes. Whoa. Yeah, mo- movie just came out last yeah, year. Starring one. Steve yeah. Carell and Emma Stone. Not a lot of people have seen it. And boy, are you in for a treat. It's a great... Great movie. It's a really good movie. I'm looking forward to seeing it. I haven't watched it yet. Mm-hmm. Sweet. All right. See, All right. You. See you then, ladies. Bye. Bye. This is Rich Camelucci here to tell you that the Our Father podcast is back. From an unknown confessional in an unknown parish, Father Connolly is back and sits down with more of the best confessors his congregation has to offer. Their heresy on Apple Podcasts, says of our father, this is a fine piece of improvised comedy. More, please. And more there shall be, with new episodes every two weeks. Subscribe now wherever you listen to podcasts to not miss a single thing and even catch up on all the old episodes you may have missed featuring hilarious guests like tj jagodowski aaron keith liz anderson and more even find out what happened to the old host rudy that's the our father podcast back right now wherever you find podcasts thank you for playing arcade audio Play more at ArcadeAudio.net.